You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right, Declan. What uh, three very important questions do you have for Manny Hill and myself? We are in, by the way, the TCL Broadcast Studios, watching a beautiful TCL TV right now, MLB Network. All right, fellas. Three questions for you. We're going to go back to the dumpster fire of an NFL game last night. <laughs> Matthew Ryan, one of my favorite quarterbacks. Seriously, ever since he came to the league, I've admired him. I really liked his style of play, and his MVP year was a crown jewel for me because I've just been in a powder of him for his entire career. But He's very good. Last year, a, a down year with the new OC. Last night was brutal. In fact, I was trying to, I was going to make this on stuff because I was logging some stuff last night. Before that final drive he had, Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons, his passer rating was like 47.6, which I'm I'm not a huge passer rating guy. No, it's still relevant. But I was looking yeah. at his game logs, and that would have been his third worst game of his career and worse since 2012. Like, it was <laughs> insanely bad. He had some nice passes, so he padded up a little bit to a balmy, like, 59, which is, he's had some worse games before. But I want to know, is Matt Ryan on a downward slide? Have we seen the best of Matt Ryan? And now he's he's already peaked, and we're going down the hill. Uh, let's see. He's, what, 32, maybe? 33 at this point? He's been in the league for, this is his 11th year in the league. So I think he's 30, maybe probably 32, 33 Already his 11th year in the league? Yeah, he came he's in here. 33. Fl- okay, yeah, because yeah. him and Flacco came in the same year, 2008. I'm getting so old. <laughs> I'm getting really old. Um, I don't know if he's on a downward slide. I just wonder if Steve Sarkeesian is the right coordinator oh, for him. Oh, I can him. help you with that. No. <laughs> I mean, because they 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 just for whatever reason just they're not that good offensively right now and they weren't that good last year. They took a huge step back after they were brilliant 2 years ago, but that was Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Running that offense, and Matt Ryan was the MVP of the league. I I don't know if he's on a downward slide because I think we're seeing in today's NFL that quarterbacks in their early to mid thirties can still be just as productive. Like that's kind of more like their prime now. So I don't know if physically or anything if Matt Ryan is losing anything. I just think he's got an offensive coordinator that's just not very good. I agree with that completely. Um, some of his throws last night did look awful, mm-hmm. uh, but. Declan, I think the most important thing that I would tell you as far as your question goes is I would never judge a quarterback by week one, week two, or week three. Right. Because things change so drastically. So could it could you be right? Could he be on a downhill slide? Absolutely. Can I answer that question now? No way. Uh not till about week six. But Manny, I think you hit a really good point, which is I think Steve Sarkeesian is just not good, right? And and yeah. I and don't don't underestimate the importance of a good coordinator. Yeah, don't under you know it's huge. 
It, it, it's Pat enormous. Schirmer, last year. Yeah, right. So, so, and, and I was so glad that Shermer had the year calling plays that he did because for so long I have bashed offensive play calling in this town. And, you know, Phil always loved to say, well, you can't judge it. You don't know what they're trying to do. You don't know this and that. And I, yeah, I, I'd say, yeah, the intricacies, you are partially correct. But I know competence when I see it. And I know incompetence when I see it. And Pat Shermer, we began to take the fact that Pat Shermer was going to have great uh, uh, games calling plays for granted. We began to take that for granted. Mm -hmm. And I urge you once again, go look at what Atlanta did not do in the red zone last night. One of five dumpster fire to understand how good Shermer was last year. And to also understand that when you go from a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who was absolutely fantastic calling plays and coaching quarterbacks, to Sarkeesian, it's a different world. So and it's, isn't, it's, difficult, it's difficult to answer that question. Do I think that Matt Ryan has the best collaborator possible right now? Absolutely not. Well, and Steve Sarkeesian, like, shouldn't he just be in, be in college? Well, there's no guarantee that he didn't, you know, Kiffin left Bama, right? Or, yep. or he got chased yep. by Saban. FAU, and, yep. and Sarkeesian called the one game. And, the, the national championship game when they the, lost to Clemson. And then he bolted. You know as well as I do, there's a chance that Nick Saban, after one game, said, this ain't going to work. Yeah. Like, the, for all we talked about, should Sarkeesian have left Saban high and dry, there's a real chance that privately he called him in and said, look elsewhere. I don't no, like you. I'm not bringing it back. Question number two. Minnesota Vikings football kicks off on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. So I want to know who secures the first Vikings touchdown on Sunday. What player? Oh, I'm going Dalvin Cook. Okay. I'm going Dalvin Cook. I'm going to say it'll be a short pass probably from Cousins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dalvin Cook. I, I just, I can't emphasize enough how big of impact I think he's going to have. Mm. He was for the first, what, three games of last year? Oh, he was phenomenal. To October 1st, he was phenomenal. He bring he brings so many different elements to your offense, potentially. To me, he's the easiest guy to use because he can do so many different things. So I say it'll be a short pass to Delmico. Latavius Murray, and it's going to be a one-yard touchdown run on third and goal from the one-yard line. That's going to be the first touchdown of the year. Latavius Murray. Can't wait for 65,000 unmusically coordinated people trying to do that chant on Sunday. We've gotten better at it, but my gosh. Yes, it's never on beat. I can't get used to it because it's still so new to me. For as great of a music scene we have, we just have so many people that don't know rhythm in this state. It's bad. I'm one of them. I'm just not a bit. That's very true. I'm never, I'm never, I'm never going to adjust. It's so bad. I've got no rhythm. And I, but I'm never going to, I never asked yeah. for the skull chance. Yeah, I to wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say anything about that, Declan, but you brought I it up. I brought it up. That, yep. Can't help it. I'd love true. to see Judd do an electric we got slide. No rhythm in this state. Is man. that a go to? Shut on the, up. <laughs> we got, don't feel bad, Judd. It's not just you. Man, it's that's everybody, a tough one. Man. I can't we do the electric no slide. No rhythm in this state. I just want to go back to the days, you know, where it's just skull Vikings. And, and now you got the skull chant. I don't know about the skull <laughs> chant. <laughs> All right. One more question here for you. All right. It's actually non sports related, too. Okay. What are you guys most excited about about moving to drive time? What are you most excited for? Going from nine to one, oh my, now my, to three to six. I'll go first because it's very simple. Sleep. 
I can now sleep till eight, nine o'clock. I mean, I'm 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 excited that I'm going to be a part of it. But I mean, I've been working drive time with Royce and Reavers for almost three years now, so I'm 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 used to the I'm used to the time slot. But I'm I'm excited to be working with Phil and Judd on a daily basis. You know, like man. that? You like that? <laughs> I just wanted to play that. <laughs> That's very nice of you, Manny. So am I going to see you? Like, are you going to? Uh, Am I going to see you at three o'clock now, starting next week? You're just your eyes are going to be a lot more wide open, and you're going to be just well. I've actually you have a little bit more of a pep in your step because oh, you yeah. will have had more sleep. Oh and, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I did eventually adjust to get, getting up at six in the morning after a few years of doing the show at nine a.m. But yeah, I'm going to have a little bit more pep in my step. So so what does the Judd Zolgat alarm clock look like now that you're going to drive time? What I, time will you be getting out? Of, will you be rolling out of bed? You know, I. I'm for, I'm 48, and so I can't sleep super late now. So I bet I'm up by eight at the latest, seven thirty or eight, like you've, ordinarily. You, you've been a warrior, man, in this time slot. You've been a warrior. I've been doing this since 2011, right? September of seven and a half years. Yeah, or seven years. Well, and I was a guy who I mean, I I still love my sleep, but I was a guy who was who didn't you know I would say at the earliest when I was at the strip covering the Vikings or something I'd get up around eight or something you know or so so this took quite the adjustment Even quite the adjustment when I filled in for Dave when doing the sports updates I mean I I just couldn't sleep the night before I have an insane phobia of oversleeping when I have to oh, be yeah, up you told early us that once before. yeah I've, I, I've, I have I filled in for Dave a few times and yeah. there was just nights I would just be laying and and I try to go to bed early and by early that means I'm in bed at midnight so I'm usually typically up till about two or three every night just I'm a night really? and if yeah. you're up at midnight or yeah. one o'clock and you're getting ready to yeah do Dave's deal I would like, just be laying you're just like forget it I'm not even gonna go to sleep yeah, laying in bed just you know what I'm not gonna go to sleep tonight and what? that's okay I couldn't do yeah. it I couldn't do it I can't, I feel I, you. So you'd go. So you wouldn't sleep. Yeah, I would just either lay in bed and and talk to myself as I the insane person that I am, or I'd uh, turn on Netflix or something. Yeah, I can't do that. I need my. You sleep. You need your sleep. Yeah. If I if I don't get six hours is pushing it. If I don't, but if I can get seven or eight, I will. I used to be. I used to be, especially in my days on the uh, copy desk at the strip because mm-hmm. I'd work till one, and I wouldn't go to bed till three. Now. I can't stay up much past 11, probably, ordinarily. I've, I've discovered that I could survive on and be okay on six hours. If yeah. I get six hours, I'm I'm good. I could never punt on sleeping, though. Like Declan just said, I could never do that. <laughs> I would melt punt down. On sleeping. Yeah, I could never just say, well, I'm not going to sleep. Now, I've heard theories that if, like, typically if you want to get, like, the best sleep you can, you want to sleep, like, an even-numbered hours of sleep. Like, you want it, like... Essentially, like getting six hours of sleep is like you'll feel better if you wake up after six hours of sleep than you would if you get seven hours of sleep. Why? I don't. I can't remember where I read that, but that, yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like that's kind of would a your weird body theory, even but understand because it, it has something to do with like REM sleep and your sleep cycle and all of that stuff. I don't know. It's weird. That's very weird. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Let's uh, take a break and uh, clear out here because we have shortly coming up a scoop with Doogie in which we'll talk about the Timberwolves dysfunction. Also, he has an update, like it or not, on Byron Buxton and who within the Twins organization finally talked to Byron. A scoop coming up. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Just hold your ass right there. On 1500 ESPN. Hey, I want a scoop, baby. Scoop. 
All right, it's scoop time. It's uh, Judd, it's Manny, Declan producing, and joining us now, of course, the master of all the scoopage that's out there, Darren Wolfson. Doogie, how are you, sir? I'm doing just fine, Judd. Hello, Manny. Hi, Declan. TGIF. TGIF, right back at you. And let's start with this one from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Byron Buxton. Now, I'm getting notes from people saying, quit talking about it, Judd. I'm tired of it. But as we've been talking about all week long, this is a major story. This is a big deal. Uh, you have some information about a prominent Twins official who finally had a conversation with Byron. What can you tell us? Indeed. In fact, I mean, here's why it's a big deal. There's a good chance a grievance will be filed. Nothing has been filed yet, so nothing is official. But I'm just saying, if it gets to that point, to me, it's a big deal. But yes, Paul Molitor, Twins manager, finally reached out to Byron. They talked last night. I am told the conversation went fine. My understanding also is that Levine and Derek Falvey have made numerous attempts, and Byron right now doesn't have an interest in talking to either individual. So where do they go from here then? Like, do, are they, what is next? Do they still, from your sense, do they still view him as like a cornerstone piece of the future of this team? Or are they just sort of looking at him as he's just another guy that we're just hoping gets better. And if he doesn't, then he'll just be another guy. My sense is somewhere in the middle, closer to cornerstone publicly, they will tell you. He's absolutely still a big part of their future. He is only, what, 24 years old? Mm -hmm. I mean, cite any number of examples, whether with this organization or guys who left this organization and Aaron Hicks, a Torrey Hunter years ago. I mean, there are many guys who weren't even sniffing the majors at 23 when last year he was the platinum gold glove winner in the American League. He earned MVP votes. Not a lot. But at 23 years old, when you're earning MVP votes, there is something there. He's been playing most of this year hurt. So I think we have to evaluate his numbers saying, okay, he wasn't near 100% for a majority of those at-bats. Even if he's just a really good defensive player, there's still value there, right? Mm -hmm. The defense isn't going anywhere. So they still value him long-term. Heck, they offered him a six-year extension last winter. So that's one thing moving forward. They could revisit. Now, I've reported this before. I'll reiterate now. The six-year extension included two team options. It was a team-friendly deal. Now, I don't fault Derek and Thad for trying. The worst a guy can say is no. I really don't even think it ruffles feathers moving forward. Do we know what the dollar amount was on the extension? Or a little just... over $6 million a year. Okay. With two team options. Yeah. So if you're Byron, that's very eating up multiple free agent years... It just put it this way. If his agent had told Byron to sign that, Byron would have had every reason to fire his agent. <laughs> it just it would have been foolish. I mean, it took about two seconds for that side to say No thanks. No thanks. Especially coming off the year he had. Especially the way he finished. The Correct. Year. Yeah. But do the twins revisit some sort of extension, offer him much more money, maybe not two team options, maybe it's one team option. Heck, would you go as far as to offer him a player option? Put the ball in his court. Give him that much more power. They also really didn't reward him for his salary this year. So taking into account everything he did last year, they could have given him a bit more money than the minimum for this year. So you think about the low ball extension, or at least in my mind, the Twins might feel like, hey, that was a fair offer. 
But I'm just telling you, and you guys can formulate your own opinions, but two team options at $6 million a, a year, I, I just I, I think that's team-friendly. But again, I don't fault them for trying. But you know, could you revisit a long-term deal or you know, even just give him a nice bump in salary for the 2019 season? Could that soothe things over? I mean, bottom line, you still have him under team control for multiple more years. So it's not like he has an opportunity to just escape. So I do think, I'm a firm believer, that time heals most, if not all, wounds. I think as time goes on, they can patch up this relationship. Because this this was about service time, right? The fact that oh, they, didn't sure. call him about, and they didn't call him up this month. Like It's about service time because they want that extra year of Yes, but it's laughable and... when Levine is going on the record. I even think Dad realizes he bleeped up, citing the the reasons why they didn't call Byron up, because then Ken Rosenthal reached out to him a day later, yeah. and he declined to comment. Like, when does Thad Levine ever the decline comment? comment? Right. Dukes, here, here's my two cents. Talking about no playing I think, time, I think that, I yeah. think maintaining Thad, his health when he's playing a triple-A, give me a break. Thad, Le- Thad yeah. Levine, I think, gents, took the talking points he was given, because I think the I think his out, his SOS was the, there's repair to be done here. I think that was his part. I think he took, those three talking points were ridiculous. The last one's laughable. What was the third one? I mean, playing one time. was playing time. That's the most laughable when oh, Johnny I that was Field. The third Johnny one. Field. I thought playing well, time was in no particular man. order. I mean, the most yes. laughable yeah. of the three but, is lack of but, playing time available. I mean, give me a break. But Thad Levine is an incre- <laughs> is a very savvy guy. He, I would and, agree, and I would argue he's a people person. Mm-hmm. And so I think the last part, which was a pretty extended quote about we've got repair work to do here, was him acknowledging the fact that he don't agree with this. That he gets it, and he might, and he might, and he's a company guy. I don't know about that. I think he's smart enough to know. I think he's smart enough to know it lacked common sense. Yes, I think he's smart enough to know that, and so I don't think he. And that's why he declined comment to Ken Rosenthal. But my point is, he was on that. But I think he's on board with. Hey, if we can gain an extra year, the rest of these games are meaningless anyway. Right, but let's do that. I just can't admit that publicly because if a grievance is filed, we will lose. my point is, I think he's also smart enough to realize the cost of this move is too much. It's not worth saving the year, the service time year. It, it's worth, you needed to get this guy back here on the field to work with coaches to help him. And I think that's a smart enough guy to know exactly that. But he, but if you're told to do something by your employer, you're going to do it. But he's got a good amount of say. So you're saying that Derek on his own, I'm saying, that's your theory? I, I am That Derek made this or, decision or abo- and Thad disagreed? Or above Derek. This could, I don't this, think so. This could be yeah, the poll. I too. would be surprised. It, it lacks all common sense. So oh, that, absolutely so it that, does. But, but Thad, yes. my point is, I've dealt with Thad the most. And Thad's not a dumb guy. No. And he doesn't lack common sense. Super smart guy. And he doesn't lack common sense. He's so a people somebody, person. So, yeah. So somebody here lacked common sense. And I have a hard time believing that Thad Levine lacked all common sense. Well, heck, is he too transparent? Maybe he should have just shut down from the get-go, right? Maybe. I mean, it was down in Texas, right? Maybe, but... That he, Friday night when he talked to he MLB.com, yeah, the Pioneer maybe. Press, the Star Tribune, why even offer up anything? So I wonder if he has some regret on that front and realized, okay, I said too much. Maybe. I can't talk to Ken Rosenthal. Maybe. I'll admit, full disclosure, he reached out to me on something this week. I said, hey, you know... You've got my podcast. I mean, heck, you're practically a co-host. Yeah, that's true. I'm happy to record something with you. So this would I have been a couple paying. days ago. Yeah. I've told him I owe him 
a ton of money. <laughs> I owe him a lot. <laughs> he has not gotten back to me on whether he wants to come back on the podcast. So I think, yeah, I mean, you might be right. I think he's just in a tricky spot. What I'm saying, he might have offered up too much to begin with. Well, the last part about we've got a lot of repair to do is very telling. To oh, me. I think that's incredibly yeah. telling. Yeah, uh, and again, I mean, they've tried to they've tried to connect with Byron. Yeah. I think eventually they will talk, but at this point, they have not talked because the to me, like you have that, you have the the repairing the relationship part of it, and you also have. Repairing the baseball part of it. I mean, he's 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 we we've seen him up and down for three years now, and we've had injuries. The bat has been very inconsistent and a lot of times just bad. So you have you have to repair the relationship with him, and you also still have to repair the baseball side of it. You have to get him right because if he Doogie, if he flames out, and if Sano doesn't get back going. We're looking at Royce Lewis probably, right, as the next hope. Which is okay. Which is fine. I, mean, like, I think he's got I, star written all oh, over abs- him, although absolutely, we've been down but, this road. Right? We thought Buxton star. Right. He still might be a star. We thought Sano star. But what I'm what I'm saying is, okay, you turn your you turn your heads now to, to Royce Lewis. You're waiting. You're talking another three years before you even find out. But that's why him, right? not bringing him up baffles me even more when you're talking about yes and you're right Manny they need to fix the baseball side yes so even if I'm using the excuse of he played through a lot of injuries this year how many times has he tweaked his batting style leg kick no leg kick every other month why not have him up here for the entire month of September that's the point I think this work with all the coaches I'm telling you I think this comes down to somebody in that organization made a fundamental decision that lacks all common sense and it's that simple Mm -hmm. Uh, Wolves we we saw a report today. Winhorst again, sort of speculating, but he doesn't really speculate. He knows stuff. Uh, that Carl Anthony Towns hasn't signed the extension yet, and now he's going. And now they're going down the road of well, it could be the five year extension, or it could be a three year extension, or it could be the one year qualifying offer, which would obviously be a terrible thing. Uh, what's the latest on the Cat Wolves Butler Tibbs relationship, Doogie? Well, I mean, there's nothing really going on right now. It's not written into these guys' contracts, but it's almost presumed or unwritten. Hey, after Labor Day, be back here for informal workouts, for scrimmages. I was told Carl Anthony Towns is here maybe at the earliest, September 23rd. The first day or maybe media day is Monday, September 24th. First day of camp, September 25th. Or if he's in town... It's to tie up other business that you won't see him at Mayo Clinic Square for some time. That being said, I still expect. Now, maybe it's just this hill that I'm dying on, but I still expect him because we haven't seen it in the history of the league. More pessimistic, though. I still think he's just trying to send a signal, whether it's him directly, his agent Leon Rose, who, by the way. I know. It's really tight with Tom Thibodeau. I know. Creative Arts Agency, Leon Rose is but the head of clients Creative unhappy, Arts Agency. But if it's clients unhappy, that's not going to matter. They represent Tibbs. But if it's clients unhappy, it's not going to matter. Well, and sure, I mean, Leon Rose and looking Tibbs at can Carl go to all they want. Yeah, I mean, if, and if you're Leon, yeah. think about the commission you're going to make for the next 15 years yeah. on Carl Anthony Towns. So, yes, he takes priority. So, I still think it's adults needing to have adult conversation. I, but I'm just telling you, I would saying. be surprised if in the end he turns down five years one hundred and eighty-seven million dollars. The lot extra of money thirty. Down. The extra thirty is the clause if he makes All NBA, 
which I would think there's a decent chance after he just made All-NBA that he makes it again if he stays healthy. If he makes All-NBA again, he gets that $30 million bump. I just I have a hard time seeing, even if it's just $157 million, him turning down five years, $157 million. Doogie, I just look at this, and I told this to Judd earlier, that I look at this league when you have, when Kevin Durant gets to the Western Conference Finals, with his buddy, Russell Westbrook, who's supposedly very close with. They're a game with, within going back to the NBA Finals. They lose, and he goes to the team that beats them. And Kyrie Irving was in the NBA Finals with the Cavs for years in a row, and he wanted out. So we are in an era of the NBA where guys, it is not unprecedented for guys who are in good situations to say, I want out of here. So for the Wolves, I look at the Wolves and Cat, it's like he is so important and so vital to the future of the franchise. Like they have to do whatever they can to make him as happy as possible because if they lose him, it's it, it's a mess. But aren't you losing wants. Jimmy? I mean, going through what you just laid out. Sure. I mean, guys normally But to leave. me, Cat is more important for the long-term future than than Jimmy is. As mm, as terrific no Jimmy is. No debate. And I've said this, it's a credit to Jimmy for how hard he plays. Yep. But do you really want to pay Jimmy forty yep. something million dollars when he's thirty-three years old? Mm-hmm. But if he's willing to take five years, one ninety from the Wolves next summer, you have no choice. I mean, you have to give it to him. Sure. I'm just saying, think about years four and five oh, yeah. of that contract because Jimmy, again, it's a credit to Jimmy, but the way he plays, his body yeah. almost inevitably is going to break down, and he has missed a and, handful and of games where are you at the last if, few years. And where are you at if Carl Anthony Towns decides, okay, you're going to keep Jimmy around, me and Jimmy, or whatever, whatever's going on with there, and Cat's gone, and now you're But how you're, is you're, Cat you're leaving? Built- Do you see any scenario where he takes the qualifying offer just to reach restricted free agency? Doogie, For him I'm to escape right you, now listen, is so hard. On on paper, you are 100% right, and I agree with you 100%. But I, this league, I just laid it down for you, where guys leave because they want to leave. I think it's the third contract, though. If we're talking rookie deal, yeah. first extension, it's that second time around on an extension, that third contract. Yeah. When guys leave, whether it's if, Paul if you, George, any number of me, examples. If you told me to my best guess, yeah, he's going to sign the deal. It's a lot of money to turn down. But I'm just saying, like, if if the Wolves are going into this with just the idea of, with that mentality that, oh, well, it's just too much money for him to pass up on. I mean, they got to they gotta talk. They got to talk. Well, they you do. They have to have conversations and figure, because yes. he is too damn important. No denying that. Too damn important. Here's the root of the issue, whether it's perception or reality, that Cat feels like that it's Jimmy and Tibbs against him. Because it is. And how do you overcome that if you're Tibbs? How do you have Jimmy massage the relationship with Cat? And I don't have the answers to that, but that I'm telling you. And they better figure it out. Is at the man. root of everything hey, that's Dukes. going on. And that's and where figure it you out. could argue that having a normal structure, having somebody above Tibbs, yep. that could help mend that relationship would help a ton. Because I don't even necessarily fault Tibbs. Hey, Jimmy Dukes. is his guy. So of course he's going to side he, with Jimmy. Can you go two scoops? Yes, although short answer, yes. Sure. Okay.
Don't go anywhere. Assume the position. More Mackie and Judd coming up next on 1500 ESPN. All right, Judd, Manny, TCL Broadcast Studios, and uh, Darren, what are the final scoops that you got for us for this Friday? I reported earlier in the week on Channel 5 and on Twitter about the Wolves working out veteran free agents Aaron Aflalo, Corey Brewer, and Nick Young. They had four more guys in yesterday, Eric Moreland, Rashad Vaughn, John Jenkins, and who else was in? They also had a guy in from the University of Utah that they have some interest in. In signing to an Exhibit 10. Who was the other guy? Oh, Marcus George's son, who was on the Wolves roster oh, last yeah. year. That's why I'm surprised. Wow. Like, why would you take a tryout here when they already have the book on you? He's already worked out, too, for the for the Nuggets and Cavs. But I'll say this much. With all these free agents in this week, the Wolves aren't doing anything until Luol Dang makes up his mind. Mm. So if Luol Dang decides he wants to be a Wolf, because they want him, I think mm-hmm. they stop at 14. Now, there's still some flexibility there because James Nunnally's contract has different guarantee trigger points. It is not a full guarantee, but they do like having that open roster spot. You can only have 15 contracts at the start of the year, plus two two-ways. They've already used their two two-ways, C.J. Williams and the kid from Rhode Island, the rookie kid. So they've already used their two two-ways. So I think if they end up a dang, they might stop. Okay, but still intriguing names. And is Dang probably going to happen? Do you think, or is that? I think they have a good chance. Okay. I also heard Toronto has some interest. I think some other teams are kicking the tires. But yes, keep in mind the Wolves two years ago offered him thirty million dollars. Yeah, true. That was before the Lakers offered four years seventy two million. And so smart guy, he took the seventy two million over the Wolves thirty million. But the Wolves wanted him then. They still want him now. On the Wild, I talked to Ryan Suter. That will post on Scoop Podcast episode 172. He's good to go. Now, they will hold him back. We actually talked to Bruce Boudreaux yesterday, who was saying Zach Parise looks the best he's ever seen him look. Boudreaux was telling our Jay Coles. Jay's doing a story on Bruce's 9-11 history that will air Sunday oh, sure. on Channel 5. So when Jay had Bruce for an interview, he threw him a couple of hockey questions. Bruce was saying he hasn't seen Parise look this good at all you know like he thinks zach is back to his new jersey form now for me i need to see it to believe it but Uh boudreau is at least on camera was was sounding pretty darn optimistic about what he has to work with i still think paul fenton will tweak this roster as the season moves on also by the way i heard from somebody that they quietly shopped jared spurgeon over the summer i thought for a while hmm. that they wouldn't trade spurgeon if they traded defensemen Jonas Brodeen would make sense, yeah, but they th- that came shopped, up actually. did it? Okay. Yeah, that All right, I wasn't up. sure if that was out, but they did quietly shop Spurgeon, so I wonder if they will revisit that once the season gets going. On Gophers football tomorrow night, the Vikings, Titans, and Lions will have representatives there to scout both the Gophers That's it? and Fresno State. That's it? That's I thought it. the Fresno State quarterback would get more uh, intrigued than that. And I'm sure he will as the season goes on. Right. They actually have a wide receiver, uh-huh. Keyshawn Johnson, K-E-E. <laughs> S E A N Johnson, tease, yeah. who looks like he will be the first player drafted from Fresno in four years. They've gone three years, really. So we talk about them winning well, ten games good. last they, year. They weren't very good before that, though, right? Before they Tenford were, got there, but they that were surprised down. me when I yeah. saw that. That it's been a few Was years Derek since Fresno, Carr the last Fresno kid drafted. No, they had somebody in 2014. Was that the car draft? Yeah, because Carr was the same year as Teddy, yep. I think. Oh, well, maybe yeah. then. Yeah, it's possible yeah. that Derek Carr was the last. But yeah, 2014 was the last time yeah. Fresno had a player drafted. <laughs> oh. Or maybe it was 2015, but it's been a few years. Okay. Heck, 
It's not like the Gophers have had a lot of players right. drafted the last few years, right. which is something that P.J. Fleck fully understands. Trust me. He wants to develop a lot of NFL players here. Thank you, sir. Whether he does, we'll see. You know, you got it. You know, Doogie, uh, Matthew Collar said that he thought the, thinks the, he believes the Wild will make a big, significant trade before the regular season starts. I think that's possible. They play what six or seven preseason games. Yeah, so about yeah, a I mean, month away, I think they um, open up October fourth in Colorado. So yeah, I mean, we've got a month. So yeah, after Fenton sees these guys for a few days of training camp, then they start playing preseason games. Yes, I think it is entirely possible. The collar is right on that. That is the uh, scoop. If you w- want more of that, you can check out the scoop podcast with Doogie. You're taping on right now, in fact, correct? You just talked to. Yeah, uh, I'm catching up with Todd Stussy okay. on the 98 reunion this weekend in a few minutes, Suter, and I'll have a few other notes. That'll be episode 172 posting probably six or seven o'clock. Tonight. Very nice. 1500 ESPN.com, iTunes, and all those good places that you can find podcasts. You can find the scoop with uh, Doogie. Bob, hold on. We will come back. We will take your phone call. If you want to join the conversation, 651-646-8255. Mackie and Judd right now. Judd and Manny. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd show will continue in a moment. Do I have your word on that, sir? Mackie and Judd. Absolutely. On 1500 ESPN. All right, Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studios. It is Judd, it is Manny Hill, it's Declan Goff producing, and uh, Bob has been holding for quite some time. Bob, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Great. Go ahead. Hey, I just been hearing a lot of chatter about the Vikings' offensive line and that it's their primary weakness. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Okay. I'll tell you why. One, look at the first three games. We're not facing a top defense. Two, Elfling's practicing. He's going to be back. He's going to be the key at the end of the year on how successful we're going to be, but he'll be back. Three, remember when on the show you said that Shermer gave the Vikings a gift with Brent Jones and you know for a seventh-round yep. pick? Yep. I disagree with that, and here's why. Because the day after... Harry Carson was interviewed on the fan in New York, Hall of Famer Harry Carson. And he is at every Giants game, and he knows everything about the Giants. He said that as he watched Brent Jones last year, who filled in and came in, he's a very good offensive lineman, very good. And he can play center guard. He's versatile. And what he also said was the reason why the Giants made that trade was because they needed that four million or whatever, three or four million to fill another need like cornerback because that's where the Giants are weak. So they didn't make that trade to give the Vikings, you know, a gift. I mean, it wasn't a gift, you know, but they made that trade on based on need. And I think we're going to make out on that deal based on what Carson says. I never saw Jones play. I don't know what you guys think about him, but, you know, it sounds good on Carson's end. And, you know, the fact that we got three mediocre defenses to start the season out with, we got two home games, you know what? I, I, I think our offensive line is going to be good. I think we'll be able to score points and maybe get at least two out of three, hopefully three out of three wins. What do Ooh. you think? Thanks, Bob. Um, three out of three is going to be pretty difficult when you're going to go San Francisco, which I think you can win, Packers, there, which is going to be tough. Yep. Um, you got Buffalo at home. But the Jones, I, I guess my point about a gift was not not that Shermer was literally coming and giving them Jones, but for a seventh round pick, I think they probably sent them a decent player. I yeah. don't know for sure, 
But I like the fact, and I contended from the day that Easton went down, they needed to go out and make a trade for an interior offensive and lineman, and so I liked it. Yeah, I mean, for me with the offensive line, I think it's just you got to hope for some stability and you got to hope for health. I mean, you, you, you already lost Easton for the year, and you're hoping that Riley Reef, who has a history of injuries, you hope that he stays healthy. And you hope that your starting center can come back from what he's been dealing with. He's not going to play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you just have to hope that he's available and then Brett Jones can play left guard and then put Remmers at right guard and hold your breath with, with Rashad and, Hill on the right side. And to go back to what I've been saying for a long time now is this is two, this is two different things to me. I wanted the Vikings to take a guard in the draft. I felt that they should have. I do too. But I've never ever said that the Vikings are at fault for not having all this depth. So when Elfline gets hurt, that's really too bad and it's a setback, but you don't there's not a lot of teams in this league who say, "Oh, our starting center got hurt and we've got this great guy beat behind him." So I'm not faulting them for the depth problems. You had to go out and get a guard and a hurt. center and I get that and guys got hurt. That's not my fault. My only my fault was I would have addressed the guard position to try and get a starting guard in the draft. So that's two very different yeah. things to me because because I got a lot of feedback saying, well, but Judd, teams don't have have lots of depth. That's absolutely true. And some teams don't have first-line guys. So the trade to me made perfect sense. It's a seventh-round draft pick. It's a good trade. And and the idea too that, you know, because people said this and you know, and I know Pat has said this that, you know, every people across the league have offensive line problems. There's one team I could think of that didn't have any offensive line problems last year, and it was the team that won the Super Bowl. Yep. The Eagles. Yep. So Hey Paul. Boys, I'm calling to wish you well. Well, thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Well, and, and, I, and I don't know if Phil's listening or not, but wish him well as, as well. Manny, are you going to be producing the show? Is that how you're going to be uh, affiliated yes. with this? Yes, starting okay. Monday when we uh, move to the 3-6 to six slot. Yes, I'll be uh, okay. producing and running the board and all that fun stuff. Tune in, Paul. Yeah. Tune in. I... Well, that's uh, unfortunately, I start going home between 3 and 4, and I generally don't listen to the radio at home. I'll, I'll do my best, but uh, you guys will I'll buy you me. one. You guys I'll buy a transistor for your home. I have several radios at home. I just I like peace and quiet when I'm at home, unfortunately. But uh, well, how about really intelligent sports talk, Paul? How about really intelligent wild talk that you that you can consume and actually call? You're always welcome to call in too. You know well, that. That's what that's what makes it intelligent is when I call in. You know that. <laughs> that, that was a shot, but a very good one. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. That was yeah, very good. Well. All right, anyway, sir. Good, good Thank you very you much. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Paul. And if if you've not heard what uh, Paul is talking about there, we will be moving to the uh, drive time, 3 to 6 p.m. time slot, Mm -hmm. starting on Monday, one day after the Vikings open the season against San Francisco. So uh, plenty of Vikings talk. ESPN programming, by the way, before that now. Yes. So starting with uh, Golik and Wingo, Lebitard, Stephen A., and I believe, I'm positive of this, one hour of Will Kane from 2 to 3 before we we come on from 3 to 6. Yep. So, and it's going to be, it's going to be Mackie and Judd and Manny. Mm-hmm. I will be there, and you are, and you are going to be the o- only consistent. Yeah, you've been doing this for a long time. I've been. Uh, I joined the ride with Royce in December of 2015, and uh, as as a extra talking head and producer, and 
you know, just having a lot of fun with uh, Pat and Reavers. And uh, today's, this afternoon's going to be, uh, it's going to be a little emotional. It'll be tough. It's going to be tough. Royce, not going to, you know, he's not going to let us anything. get all. Yeah, he's, well, and he's not going to let me and Reavers get all mushy, mushy about it. And, uh, you are, know, are you I, s- I might try, sniffle? but. but Sniffle a little bit? Yeah, you know, I, I'm i kind of an emotional guy. And Patrick's great. And, and, I've said this well, since the day this happened. Patrick, Patrick's one of my favorite people in the entire yes, world. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing is, like, Pat has played a major role. There's a lot of people here. I've been working here for six years, and there's a lot of people here that have played a role in sort of my growth and where I'm at now um, with this station. And uh, Pat has definitely been a huge part of that. You've been a huge part of that. Phil, Reavers, everybody. Brad Lane, everybody's been a big part of that, and uh, I appreciate everybody. And um, it's going to be an emotional afternoon. I think you're going to get choked up. Yeah. I think I probably. I think you're will. starting to get choked up right now. I am. I like bit, it. Though. Yeah. I got no problem with that. Right. I yeah. got the same problem myself. Roycey will make fun of me though. All all the <laughs> afternoon guys are all going to make fun of me. I'm going to be all choked up, and they're going to. I don't know if Chris will or not. He might not make fun of you. Well, Chris, well, Reavers won't. Yeah. Rookie well, won't. But like Kenny, Kenny's going to walk in, and he's going to be giving me crap and. Royce will give me crap. And Patrick is, though, I, I yeah. said this the day after these changes were announced. Patrick is one of the most influential people I've yes. been Without around question. myself. And Without he is question. a great guy. And he is, uh, and he, he will continue. My understanding is he, he will continue to be heard on the station, on our show from three to six, and uh, continue to write for the Star Tribune and, and remains the prominent uh, sports voice, as far as I'm concerned, in print in this town as well with Star Tribune. So yeah. his column is fantastic. His column is great. And uh, GL's last show is coming up next. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, then, they are going to transition to a podcast on Monday. Yes. And, and so can, that can be downloaded and all that good stuff. GarageLogic.com. So it's not going away. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be, and all the same people, as far as I know, are all going to be a part of it. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. So it's uh, a lot of big changes here at the station. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's bittersweet because sort of a, a a way that we have been doing things around here is going to change. But um, I'm excited about what's ahead, and uh, I'm ready to get her going. Absolutely. So uh, keep in mind, starting on Monday, we move from three to six ESPN radio programming uh, all day before us, and then I think there are more changes to come down the line. But we will be in drive time for the foreseeable future and certainly talking about the Vikings game and their first game, which I'm guessing is going to be incredibly sloppy and I'll be complaining and Phil will be trying to calm me down. Five to three, the and Vikings then, will win. And if they win, Phil's going to say, who cares? They won the game and I'm going to say, yeah, but I was forced to watch it and it was absolute garbage and all that good stuff. Uh, the final on the air episode of Garage Logic comes up next. Don't forget, join us at 3 p.m. on Monday. We're here from 1-800-GOT-JUNK to clean out your garage. The radio ads say all we have to do is point. The radio speaks the truth, ma'am. Give it a try. Can you fight your way to that refrigerator back there? It's gone. Now it's my turn, honey. I've really been dreading trying to move that big... I would never have believed it. All you have to do is point. I never knew this place was so big. Wait till you see the backyard. Just call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. 
and take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.